Coming to you from the FlexFox Fantasy Federation's World Broadcasting Headquarters in Ottawa, this is the Weekly Show Daily Edition. Once again, I am your host, Nick the Mad Penner, and my special guest for this episode uh, is a longtime friend of the show. He is uh, the now Vaz champion. Please welcome Ian Stads, I guess, Stadelman. Wow, less than a year and I'm already a longtime friend. This is wonderful. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes a, a year can be a long time, and a chair feels like this year uh, has been a long one, uh, but it's gone by fast, and now we are here in the final week. Uh, so, Ian, how are how are you doing? How are you feeling these days? I'm feeling pretty bouncy. Uh, Vaz Champion has a nice ring to it. I think I'm going to get a big bouquet of flowers and put it in uh, Flex's Ikea vase, probably uh, tape his face to it, too, or something like that. You get to make the decisions. <laughs> That sounds very lovely. Uh, I like that, that you're embracing the vase. Uh, I guess we can start off by talking about that, if you don't mind, uh, just because we have you here. Uh, So obviously you did win the vase. You beat Wes in the finals. Uh, You secured the number one overall draft pick. Given all that, would you say that you deem this season a success for your team? 100% success. Um, It seems that a lot of people flounder a little bit in their first year. I talked to some of the previous first team owners. Um, Like you look at RKR and Chris, they both made the playoffs uh, and then they both failed almost immediately. So I would consider actually winning my playoff matchups a comparative success. Mm hmm. Uh, well, and speaking of those other first-year owners, obviously this has been a, a bumper crop for us with yourself and RKR and Chris and Wendy, uh, but compared to those other first-year owners, uh, would you say you have an argument uh, to win new owner of the year? Do you think that's a, a title you deserve? Uh, I think the argument for Chris winning it based on his memes and shitposting and the slack alone, I don't think I can possibly argue with that. He truly deserves the crown. Well played, Chris. <laughs> Uh, that's fair. Uh, very humble of you to say that, of course. Uh, looking forward a little bit, uh, obviously you still have a matchup this week, but as you head into the 2018 season, what are your sort of goals and expectations for your team? Do you think you can get to a, a European level next year, a championship level? Um, I definitely would think championship level. Now, I'm I'm sure everyone is laughing themselves out of their chairs right now. But if you look at the playoff matchup, you know, when people are supposed to be actually trying just just a little bit, I came away with, I believe, the six highest points. And I know I was facing Wes, so I probably didn't need it or anything. But still, it's the playoffs, and the Vaz champion is getting the six highest points. Something's clearly wrong there. I know I tanked, and that's going to bring my total point total low. But I have excellent draft picks. I think five sixteens or something. Shohei Otani, if he comes over, is mine. And I've already received competitive offers for some of my young players to make sure I don't lose anyone drafting them. So, yeah, I'm very excited to compete next year. Mm, I, I bet. Uh, it does seem like the future is bright for your organization. Uh, jumping back for a second, though, you still uh, do have a matchup this week. Not a lot of teams get to take a victory lap after winning a major trophy, but you get that opportunity. Uh, facing off against uh, an old foe in Jeffrey Lim. Uh, a guy who you already beat once this season. Uh, how are you feeling about this matchup? Are you paying any attention to it at all, or are you taking it somewhat seriously? You know, uh, you describe it as a victory lap for me, but for Lim, if he's capable of caring, would probably describe it as a grudge match, and I don't want to lose one of those. So ever since I realized that this matchup was a thing approximately five minutes ago when you told me, 
uh, I think I'll be definitely trying. Mm, well, I'm I'm glad to hear that. Uh, glad to hear that Lim will get some stiff opposition. Uh, it would be interesting, of course, if the Vaz champion won one week and then lost the next week. But uh, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens here and uh, if you can best Jeffrey Lim once more. Looking forward to it. Uh, so we can uh, get to the main event, the reason we're all here, the championship final in a second. Uh, I did have some listener requests, though, to keep mentioning the Europa final just a little bit. It is a less prestigious title, obviously, but one that is obviously in all our minds. Uh, the matchup uh, is still ongoing between Jathish and Chow. Uh, as of this current moment, uh, at about 11 p.m. on uh, September 12th, Jathish is ahead, 55.2 to 35.5 for Jeffrey Chow. Uh, Ian, obviously you've watched both these teams all year. Uh, what are your thoughts in general on this matchup? Um, I think I remember uh, Jatish saying uh, today, actually, on the podcast he posted, that he fully expected to get this good. And while I'm pretty sure that's like at least 80% bullshit, he really, truly has stepped it up. His team looks absolutely scary. I think he could easily take on either of our true finalists right now. Um Chow is a very good owner. I mean, he's won twice back-to-back already, but I think he might be outclassed. Looking forward to seeing how it uh, goes. I'll admit, um, I'm kind of happy I managed to pick these two in my bracket, actually. And uh, although I picked Chow to win, I'm very happy he's losing because of Zach Britton. Uh, Seeing him blow it against the Jays tonight felt really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. Uh, it's fair to have uh, a little bit of bias, but you've been doing well in this predictor contest too. Uh, I mean, I've been impressed. What's your secret to knowing how these matchups are going to play out? Um, I think I've pretty much just always picked uh, experience over youth, except with RKR. I believed in the voodoo magic, and uh, I think that cost me the bracket. I don't know if I'm going to beat Cam anymore. So uh, mm. RKR, your voodoo magic has failed me. RKR's voodoo magic has affected us all this season in many ways. Uh, That certainly can be said. Uh, Now, of course, we can talk about the championship final. Before we get into today's results uh, and what's happening tomorrow, uh, I got to ask, who are you pulling for in this matchup between Cam and Flex? Uh, I picked Cam to win, so I have to have a little bit of bias there. But it, it would be a really, really great story if Cam, this juggernaut, turned out to peak too early. And we get Flex's face all over the rest of the league. So um, my uh, my heart wants Flex, but I think my brain wants Cam. Mm. It's very conflicting. Uh, yeah, no, that's understandable. It's a it's a tricky needle to thread. Uh, I do like the argument that Flex needs his face on more places in this league. Some would argue he's got too much of the marketing under control already, but you know, to each their own. He's our anti-pope. She truly is. Uh, He has clearly used some of his anti-Pope-based magic tonight, though. Uh, If you look at the current scoreboard right now, uh, Flex is currently up. Uh, He's continued to grow his lead that he developed yesterday, now up 83.9 to 25 points for Cam. Uh, A big source of Flex's points today have come from Dylan Bundy and Joe Biagini, the two starters in the Toronto-Baltimore game. Uh, Jathish had predicted that they might both turn out to be duds, but in fact they were both studs today, uh, each with a quality start. Uh, Bundy striking out eight uh, for good for 18 points, Biagini uh, 14 points, uh, though he did uh, end up on the winning end with Toronto making a comeback. 
you said, I think, Ian, that you were watching this game. I mean, were you considering the fantasy implications at all, or were you just going in for a fan's perspective? Uh, I'm usually just focusing on Baltimore losing. I have to admit, that's my main draw. Um, but the fantasy parts are always in the back of my mind. Honestly, I think Flex took a really, really big risk here. Uh, it's not like Toronto's bats are very good consistently, but they always know how to heat up at the worst of moments. And uh, Joe Biagini against the Orioles is also incredibly risky, but it paid off and seems to be working really well. It was a great game to watch. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It was a gamble on Flex's part, but I mean, it's hard to deny that it's really worked out for him. He's got a, a commanding lead now, and these are two pitching performances that he can really hang his hat on going forward. I wouldn't quite say commanding. Uh, I think he's up 30 points right now, 51.7 to 22.3 at exactly 11.13 p.m. Uh, but I think Flex has also used something like two or three starts, does it say anywhere? Whereas Cam yeah. hasn't used any. So I feel like Cam right now is one hand tied behind his back. We've all heard so much about, oh, Cam's bullpen, Cam's pitching, which hasn't even been in this matchup yet. So uh, maybe it won't get going and Flex will cruise to an easy victory. But we've all counted out Cam too early before this season. It's true. Uh, Cam is the comeback kid. Uh, You are correct that after today, uh, Flex will have used three of his starts, while Cam will have used none. Uh, And you are also correct, uh, you make a valid point, that Cam's bullpen has really not been a factor so far. Uh, Based, uh, He could still get some action in the late games, we don't know, based on the time we're recording this. But right now, he's only had exactly one relief appearance this entire matchup. Uh, Jose Leclerc for Texas coming in for a total of three and a half points. What do you make of this? Does this mean that Cam's bullpen could go off lately, or maybe it's just not as strong as people were thinking earlier? What's your analysis of the situation? I'm a little surprised um, that Cam's pitching hasn't really turned it up. He's gotten pretty unlucky with injuries. Still waiting for him to drop Jimmy Nelson, by the way. Hint, hint. Uh, But... I think uh, someone made a really good point earlier. Maybe it was Flex, maybe it was Jatish about all the um, pitchers being on the same team. He has a bunch of Angels pitchers, a bunch of Cubs pitchers, a bunch of Houston pitchers, and not that much variety. So it's kind of an all-or-nothing approach in the first place. Mm. Uh, the good news, though, for Cam uh, from today is that his hitters performed much better at the plate than they did yesterday. Uh, notable performances include Eric Thames, who had a home run for uh, Cam that gave him a total of eight points on the day. Robinson Cano uh, is still in the bottom of the ninth, but has a pair of doubles, 7.8 points on the day. So overall, uh, a better performance than yesterday, but I think that was pretty much inevitable when his team got very few offensive performances that were positive. Uh, Joey Votto's still doing bad. I mean, I'm the one who sold him to Cam. Gotta say, he didn't work out too well for me either. So, you get what you pay for, I suppose. I expect uh, Justin Turner to do well later tonight, though. He's just about the only Dodgers player who's not terrible right now. Mm-hmm. Justin Turner, uh, despite the losing streak that the Dodgers are on, has been uh, pretty hot lately for Cam. Uh, jumping over to Flex once again, his batters did well today, too. Uh, he had Kyle Schwarbert, who has 10.4 points, uh, hit a home run. Uh, Xander Bogarts, 3 for 3, uh, also doing well, 9.4 points. So overall, I mean, a much more evenly matched 
offensive performance today, but that coupled with the fact that Flex had some good pitching uh, is what really made the difference for him. Do you find it kind of weird that Flex doesn't have a right fielder today? I mean, he has Bryce Harper, so it's covered long term. But still, right field's not exactly a hard position to find a good bat for. Yeah, I'm a little bit surprised with the the strategy that Flex is currently implementing. I think, as we talked about uh, on the previous podcast with Jathish, if he hadn't blown that extra roster move uh, and he had another one, he might be in a position where he'd be adding a right fielder now. But I think at this point, he's sort of locked into keeping his catcher and right fielder slots open, which is obviously detrimental to his team. So uh, that's a that's a blow for Flex. Silly moves, Flex. Silly moves. Um... Kyle Schwarber really went off today, though, so I think that more than makes up for it. Uh, yeah. Well, and I mean, I you can say this about uh, Flex, too, in terms of doubling up players. He had two guys in the Washington game where they were shut out by Atlanta, uh, which was not good for him. But now the Cubs, on the other hand, are up big over the Mets, and so that in inversely has helped uh, bump up his total. So I think there's a little bit of balancing there for him. I think both the owner's experience is definitely shining for They know how to, you know, just squeeze out those last couple points. Mm. Uh, now, jumping forward to tomorrow, uh, it should be maybe a, a quieter day. Uh, obviously, all the batters are still in action. Uh, it's a Wednesday. The same series are continuing. Uh, there's only one pitcher that's started uh, slated to start for both teams, and that would be John Lester for Cam. Uh, John Lester has had a bit of an up-and-down season, uh, was injured for a bit, but is coming back. Uh, he's starting against the Mets at home, so that should be a favorable matchup at the very least for Cam. Uh, what are your thoughts on John Lester? Do you think that he can be a big difference maker for Cam? I don't remember how he did in his last matchup against the Mets, but he's been pretty good recently. Um, one absolutely terrible game against Cincinnati, notwithstanding. If he throws an awful game for Cam, that could be the start of the downfall. Um, I think this is where Cam can either like have no chance at overcoming Flex's lead or start to make his comeback. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that a Leicester start would be the, uh, that was unsuccessful would be the end for Cam. But I do think that the path to victory is a lot clearer if Lester comes out and throws at least an above-average performance. Uh, and so you have to hope for that happening, I guess. He's certainly not a bad pitcher, but he's had more than his fair share of clunkers, currently having a 4.35 ERA, which is like good, not great. Mm. Uh, Lester obviously uh, also has some shared history uh, this season between Cam and Flex. Uh, in June, he was involved in the three-team deal with Garth that involved uh, Cam getting Lester and uh, a bunch of other assets, while Flex received Dylan Bundy and Luis Severino. Uh, so obviously, with Bundy pitching today well, uh, it'll be interesting to see if Lester can match it, and then down the road later this week, what Luis Severino can do, and whether that trade will end up being one that had a huge impact on the direction of this finals. Uh, honestly, I think Severino is going to have a much, much better game. He's been extremely hot recently. His previous two games were 24 and 23.5 points. I mean, Flex is getting hot at exactly the right time. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Antti's slated to to pitch at home against Baltimore on Friday, which I mean, obviously Baltimore is a potent offense, but if Biagini shut them down somewhat tonight, I mean, who's to say what Luis Severino can do? I'm just gonna say fuck Baltimore once again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think that's gonna do it uh, for this daily episode of the the weekly show. Uh, Ian, do you have any parting words, anything you want to say uh, to round up this episode? I have one kind of request for the entire league. If I do end up doing the bouquet of roses for my beautiful flex-adorned Ikea vase, I think I might get uh, one flower assigned as each as a representative of each member of the league. If you have a preferred flower you would like to represent yourself, please message me, and I'll try my best to avoid using that flower in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> Uh, that is an incredible idea. Uh, I really want to see this happen. Uh, I will think very hard about what tulip or what tulip. Oh, well, there you go. I guess, uh, okay. I guess I got tulips on my mind. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Nick. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, struggling here at the end. Uh, still down with the sickness, but we're powering through. That's just how we do here at the weekly show. Uh, Ian, thank you for being such a great guest. Uh, obviously keep your eyes peeled here uh, in the league. Look on flexfoxfantasy.com. But on behalf of all of us here at FlexFox Fantasy Federation Broadcasting, good night and good fantasy.